Welcome to Worship on the Way to Work, a podcast about connecting with God in our workplaces. My name is Cara Martin. I'm a lecturer, speaker and author of the Workship Books. And my name is Stephen Field, Senior Pastor of Canterbury Baptist Church in Melbourne, Australia. Whatever work you do, whatever work means to you, let's take this moment to remind ourselves that God is with us. We are here to worship God, the God who is revealed to us in Jesus and the God who has sent his Holy Spirit to us so the life of God might flow from us. We are here to remember that all we do is an act of worship to God. Our diligence is a gift. Our faithfulness is an act of service. Our labor is our investment into creation. As we enter our working day, we do so with faith and with hope, knowing that God is glorified when we offer our work to Him. Let's start by acknowledging God's presence. Thank you, God, creator of the world, for molding us into the image of Jesus. Guide us to reflect his love today. May our actions show our co-workers and clients the grace we've known in you. Amen. Today, as we prepare to start our working week, let's hear the words of Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Our Bible reading for today is from Paul's letter to the Galatians, chapter 5, verses 16 to 25, where he teaches us about the fruit of the Spirit. Hear the word of the Lord. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, 
peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. I was in Seattle on a speaking tour a couple of years ago, and they asked me to speak particularly on Psalm 1 verse 3. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. I began by talking about how first lines of books are really important. Here are a few that you might be able to pick. First of all, It is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession of a good fortune must be in want of a wife. Yes, it's Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. What about this one? It was a bright, cold day in April and the clocks were striking 13. That's from 1984, George Orwell. Ominous already. (laughs) And the third one, once there were four children whose names were Peter, Susan, Edmund and Lucy. I'm sure that many of you know that's from The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis. Each of those lines gives you a hint as to the theme of the book and where the story is going. Pride and Prejudice is about two men of good fortune who must surely be interested in at least one of the four Bennett sisters. A 13-hour clock is the first ominous note in 1984, a book about a dystopian future which feels like it is almost completely here. And four children who are underestimated by the witch and end up becoming kings and queens of Narnia thanks to the wonderful lion Aslan is of course the plot behind the lion, the witch and the wardrobe, the wardrobe being the secret entrance to Narnia. Similarly, the first two verses of Psalm 1 sum up all the wisdom of the book of Psalms. We have two ways to live, the way of righteousness or the way of wickedness. And one leads to wholeness or prosperity in God and the other leads to destruction. The way to walk in righteousness is to take delight in and ponder on the word of God. So from verse 1 it says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. Then verse 3 tells us what we need for spiritual formation. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season. We need to be a tree planted with deep roots, loving the word and with an identity firmly in Christ, as well as a sense of vocation, that is, working in alignment with God's purposes. We need to be nourished by streams of living water, practices that build our relationship with God and friends who influence us towards Jesus. And then we will be fruitful in every area of life. This is not a promise of economic prosperity, necessarily, but a flourishing in our context, whether it is family, community, workplace, church and neighbourhood. Another way to see this fruitfulness 
is that we will bear the fruit of the Spirit, as Paul talks about in Galatians 5. These are the virtues that we will develop, making us look more like Jesus. Love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. And it is in the workplace that God the Spirit can cultivate that fruit. The workplace is where we have to choose to be loving and joyful. It is where we can address issues of conflict among work colleagues by being peacemakers. It is where God can cultivate patience in us and where he can use our kindness to break open hard hearts. It is where we can stand up for what is good and where we can prove our faithfulness to God. The workplace is where our gentleness can challenge the striving and ambition of those around us. And it may well be a place of temptation where we need to use self-control. God wants us to be fruitful. Let's come to God in prayer. Wherever you are in this moment, whether on public transport or in your car or at your workplace, quiet your mind and focus your heart. And let's pray. God wants you to be fruitful. Are you conscious of having to choose between two ways in your workplace, the way of the blessed or the way of the wicked? Why don't you share your thoughts with God? The psalmist talks about meditating on God's word and making sure we are planted by streams of living water. What spiritual practices and habits do you use to nourish your relationship with God? Now imagine God is with you right now. Maybe imagine God seated next to you asking, So, how's your week looking? What do you want to tell God about your working week ahead and particularly any new insights about being fruitful for God? Dear Lord, thank you for the psalms that feed our heads, our hearts, our spirits. 
and show us what we should do with our hands. We ask for your help as we seek to navigate the two ways of living in our workplaces. We yearn to follow the way of righteousness, but we are conscious that we often work alongside the wicked, the sinners, and the mockers. Help us to be wise. Please help us to delight in your word and to ponder it deeply. Help us to have deep roots in you and to be nourished by streams of water. May we bear fruit for you as we defend truth, cultivate your creation, promote what is good, and hold back evil. Amen. There are so many spiritual habits and practices we can use to grow our relationship with God and strengthen us to be fruitful for Him in the workplace. In this podcast, we meditate on God's Word, we encourage you to pray, and we pray for you. Perhaps you can listen to some worship music or do some journaling. Choose a new practice to try this week. We have heard the word of the Lord. We have been reminded that God wants us to be fruitful. We have come before God in prayer, bringing ourselves and our workplaces before him. So now it's time to go to work. Go into your day confident that the presence of God is with you. Thank you for listening to Worship on the Way to Work. If you'd like to meet Kara and Stephen and be part of a community of people seeking to connect with God in their working lives, join the Worship on the Way to Work group on Facebook or LinkedIn. Links are in the show notes. If you know someone who would benefit from listening to this episode, please share it with them now. To offer your support and show your appreciation for what you have received today, you can give at the details in the show notes. Now for the benediction. As you enter your working day, may the light and the life of God's Spirit dwell richly with you. May He guide you through this day, protect you from all that might bring you harm, and may you know God's peace. And remember, God wants you to be fruitful.